And then that's what you're essentially doing too, is you're helping people create this framework, this blueprint financially so that, hey, we're doing investments with our banking, our supercharged saving system that align with our goals of overall. It's not just about gaining more money. It's about adding value and having more purpose with the money. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineer Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chenard, and today I am uh, excited to have Stephen Devlin on our show. Stephen is a president and co-owner of McDev Financial, licensed life insurance broker, wealth architect, which I really like that name, by the way. We'll get to that, though, and authorized IBC, Infinite Banking, um, and Wealth Factory Advisory, Advisor in Canada. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, Matt, thank you so much. Privilege and honor to be here. Really excited to be part of this podcast. Yeah, we, uh, we had, I had Sean Ryder on the ninth episode. This will probably be the 20th. So he's, he's the United States infant banking guy. Yeah, your connection there on the, on the IBC side. That's fantastic. So we had to, no, we didn't have to. We kept referring out. He kept putting a disclaimer saying, this might not apply to Canada. So there's probably some questions we'll try to touch on today. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. able to do there. So actually, I, I was, before starting this episode, I was thinking to myself, I actually don't know how you got into this bank on yourself philosophy or system or infinite banking. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Uh... You know, it's all about stories and it's about uh, philosophy around life and how do we find new opportunities in life. Usually it's through challenge, pain at times. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, uh, amen. <laughs> so my uh, wife and co-owner of MacDev and our CEO, we uh, had a business in 08 that uh, didn't work out well for us. <laughs> and it was a franchise. And we had a lot of money previously with another business. And then we exited that business and then came into the new business. And it was not a good situation because we had a lot of debt, suffocating debt, shackled by debt with banks, creditors. We didn't know where else to turn. Guess where we turned to, Matt? The bank. The bank. bank. Yeah, the bank. The bank. That traditional bank, we thought, hey, that's where we're going to go to get some help, right? And uh, it was the August of 2008, and they just weren't willing to help us. We faced bankruptcy, consumer proposal, nothing wrong with those avenues. It's something that we couldn't go down that road, especially after that, because I learned about IBC, Infinite Banking, uh, Nelson's first uh, Nelson's book, obviously, and Pamela's first book, Bank on Yourself, back in 08. Nelson Nash, right? Yeah, from a mentor of ours uh, and a friend and actually a colleague who knew us from that previous business out of Florida. And he told us about these books and it just changed our lives in so many ways. And we were upset and angry at the time, actually, because we wish we had known about this. We did the traditional investing and our advisor didn't have a clue about this concept. (laughs) We got to the point where this was the way we were going to get out of the debt. This is the way that we were going to start capitalizing our own whole life policies to pay out those creditors. And that's exactly what we did. Didn't happen overnight, took patience and discipline, but it was so rewarding. And the reason we couldn't go bankrupt, obviously, is I couldn't have gotten licensed as a life insurance advisor, obviously, right? By having that situation. So that was totally off the books. We had to figure out a better way. And this was the way that we did it was really understanding the policy and how this whole system could be implemented here in Canada and, you know, doing like what the audience is doing, you know, asking questions, doing their own due diligence, just like you and I, when we first started to get to know each other, you know, almost what, three years back now, right? Yep. It's getting closer to four. four. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. The past yeah, I mean, years. I was so excited when I got that email. Yeah, I read this book. What would the Rockefellers do? And yeah. You got to tell me about this. How does it work up here? He had all these incredible questions at the time, right? Yeah, my mentor at the time, Jeff Smith, um, part of the Two Brain Tinker mentorship program. I asked him because I went to a meetup in New York 
a small group of people, uh, business owners and mastermind went up there and they were talking about this infant banking system in our group chat and down there too. And I asked my mentor, I was like, what is this? Can you do it in Canada? And then he referred me to you. So obviously with your credentials and um, trusted, you're trusted in this industry, right? And that's an important thing when you're setting up these kind of policies that you need to know someone's setting it up in the proper way, right? Because I think that's where a lot of people maybe haven't burned on this or they they don't, if they hear the word whole life policies or dividend paying whole life policies, they can get a little nervous if they've had, well, if they've listened to Dave Ramsey on it or they've had um, <laughs> some bad experiences or other people have. Yeah. The key is really getting the right person who understands your goals, concerns around money, full values, base system is what we work on. And, you know, making sure that the policy is going to grow the way we want it to grow. Make sure it's basically optimized for growth, supercharged growth. Make sure it's with the right company, has the right riders involved. Mm -hmm. And big, really big one really is making sure you can push a lot of money in. And then if there was times that you had some challenges financially, there's a nice low minimum or, you know, base premium it's called to help through challenges, right? You don't want to lose this asset. It becomes right. an amazing storage facility for your wealth that can be leveraged. We talk about, you know, putting your money to work first before using it. Key thing on this podcast today, put your money to work first before you use it. This right. is an amazing tool to do that in because you're able to grow the wealth even though you're using it, right? It's not interruption of any growth by leveraging. So we teach that stuff, right? I think that would, those are two of the biggest epiphanies for me in this is it's not, you're not comparing your whole life policy or your system, your own banking system to real estate as an example, it's not like you're saying, I'm, this is my investment is my whole life policy. No, you're, you're putting into this system. So it's gaining interest, compounding interest uninterrupted, which produces velocity, which you can then take and put into these different investments. So it's not, we're not comparing this to trading, day trading or anything else like that. We're, we're creating a safety net in a place where it's going to compound and gain your your money is compounding here and then you're going to put it somewhere else where it's compounding. And then you have the advantage of not having to pay back right away. Yeah. Well said. Uh, I guess I've been doing a good job with you, right? <laughs> it's fascinating to me. It was you're fascinating. Good well, you're a great student, Matthew. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And technically, you know, it's, you're not allowed to actually call it an investment. It's non-compliant because it's not an investment. It's an insurance contract, right? You don't have any say of where the money is invested. And we talk about the myth behind saving versus investing and saving means you keep your capital. Investing means you could lose money, right? So well said, we use it as a supercharged savings vehicle that can be utilized to leverage to multitask money and use it to, like you said, do investments, whatever it meets your investor DNA that uh, Garrett Gunderson would say, you know, what is your investor DNA and looking at scoring those investments to make sure it makes sense for you. Where's the capital coming from? Another key learning point on this podcast is, you know, opportunity is attracted by capital, right? So if you have capital, opportunities come. Capital attracts opportunity. Times in your life when this great opportunity came and you didn't have the money or you tried to get the money and you saw that opportunity maybe pass by. Right. Now with this amazing system that you've built your own banking system in with all this capital on demand, when that opportunity comes, you just say, yeah, hey, Stephen, I need to do a policy loan. I'm going to make this amazing goal happen. And we're excited to know that you're going to accomplish that goal. Yeah. And I kind of think of it, I don't think I've shared this analogy that I had in my head before on this show or anywhere else. But basically, I don't surf. I've, I've surfed once. We were in yeah. Hawaii and I went surfing. And it's this idea that without having this system set up or 
preparing for opportunities, you're basically wading out into the water without a surfboard, right? And there's yeah. this huge wave that's coming and you want to catch it. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but you want to catch this huge wave, but you don't have a surfboard, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to prep, you need to be proactive in this so that, hey, maybe more opportunities don't come, but you're more aware of them and you're more able to take action on them. And you, I like the mm-hmm. word architect and this mm-hmm. podcast is lifestyle engineer mm-hmm. because it's you're creating your framework and that's what i do with my people i have the privilege of mentoring is you have your personal framework you have your family framework and then you have your professional framework mm-hmm. you need to create core values pillars priorities vision and mission in all these different areas so that you can quickly make decisions in each area right i need to make sure this aligns with my personal one my family mm-hmm. one, and then mm-hmm. my professional one. And then that's what you're essentially doing too, is you're helping people create this framework, this blueprint financially yeah. so that, hey, we're doing investments mm-hmm. with our banking, our supercharged savings system mm-hmm. that align with our goals overall. Uh, overall, it's not just about gaining more money. It's about mm-hmm. adding value and having more purpose with the money. Yeah, I love that. Value, purpose. You know, money is a is a thing that is a tool. It's a value. What is what's important to you about money is a good question to answer, right? And that really makes you be aware of, yeah, my money is to me it's security, or it's opportunity, or it's right helping my family. It's being able to take advantage of opportunities that come. So you know, when we ask that question to clients when they onboard with us, what's important to you about money? We start to gather those values to know, hey, we got to make sure that wherever their money is going, it's going to provide that security, right? Because that's one of their values. It's going to make sure it provides opportunities, right? Lifestyle changes, you know, protection is another value for a lot of people. You know, it's a tool, tool. That means, yeah, you're probably going to use it to do some things with, to invest, right? Right. Or have a family member or land out money to others if you need to, or you know, it's infinite thinking, right? IBC, infinite banking. Too, yeah. Right? And the purpose is not to have more money so that you can be more of a person. The person, the idea is that it only amplifies, money only amplifies who you are, right? Yeah. So a belief that if I have more or I have more, then I'm going to be happier. I'm going to do this or that. It's just going to amplify you. If you, I talked with Sean about this too. What would you say is one, two, or three of the biggest fears or hesitation someone has around this infinite banking system yeah i think the biggest one number one would be commitment the big c word yeah (laughs) yeah you gotta feel really strong and 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 prepared and grounded and know that you have the discipline the awareness to make this a tool that you visualize happening in your life I'm not talking one year. I'm talking, you know, five, 10, 30 years, 40 years or longer to plant that seed and grow it. So that's where a lot of people may have some hesitation. Number two, they've got to be able to commit to understanding their cash flow and be on top of their cash flow and know where things are going. You know, Garrett's book, Budgeting Budgeting Sucks, is amazing. And I agree with that. It's about abundant mindset and putting your money into certain sections and knowing which category they're assigned to. Well, with this system, you've got to be prepared to pay your loans back and know that you can afford to pay your loans back. Yeah. You know, the hesitation could be, yeah, it's all fine and and well, Stephen, but, you know, I need to know that I I can afford to do these policy loans and make sure that they're going to be able to survive, you know, be built into my cash flow without any issues, right? And I guess that's where you would stand out, right? You're an architect. You're making sure that this fits with the goals and the lifestyle of the individual you're across from. Yeah. Number three, for savings, they got to be prepared to continue to save, like I said earlier, and know that they're, they have that money available every month or annually. So that can scare people off to say, well, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to have that money next year, you know, to continue to support the premiums. You want to continue this for as long as possible. It's only going to get better every year. The way this is designed is how whole life is so unique. 
is it just gets better whether you like it or not every single year. You know, we're basically using mortality. We're using science, math, and mortality. And building wealth around human beings is a phenomenal tool because it's the mortality that's important here, longevity. You know, there's policies that have been on the books for, you know, 80, 85 years, 86 years for some, some people. So those are, that's, those, that's probably the top three. I mean, for sure, there's other things that could hold people back. But, you know, like you said, architecture is about designing, mm-hmm. understanding the cold, the visualization of what it's going to look like starting from that ground up. And that's where we ask the questions, you know, in the beginning around your whole financial situation uh, and where you're at and where you want to go, what your key goals are mm-hmm. when we onboard new clients. We have a bit of a, com- uh, I wouldn't say it's complicated, but it's a little bit of a process for us to do my, my best work together is to make sure I understand your situation. Right. Right. That you want to through. Really important, right? It's like anything with what the work you do. You really want to understand who you're working with to coach them the best way that you can. Same with my industry too. We, we really look at our clients as our lifeline. They're a family and we want to make sure we guide them throughout their life to make sure they achieve those financial goals that they said they were so important to them, you know? So absolutely. And you mentioned it's a longevity. It's a, something that's, it's a long-term play, but I liken it to my philosophy and my outlook on fitness has become physical fitness more and more. Cause I use the word fitness for different modalities of life, right? Like you have fitness, you have sickness, which always trying to push towards fitness and create a hedge against sickness. Mm -hmm. And my thought process is I want to go to the gym so that I can enjoy my life as much as I possibly can currently. But what I'm also doing was I'm making, because I use the words deposits a lot. When I go to the gym, I make these exercise, these physical deposits and I eat fairly well. Yeah. I'm enabling myself to enjoy my life now, but I'm also creating more longevity in the future. And that's exactly what the infinite banking system does. The banking on yourself does, right? You're creating this future aspect so you can take money out tax-free to enjoy in your retirement, but you're also able to utilize it while keeping it safe, compounding uninterrupted right now too. Deposits are important. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. And creating that automatic system, that mindset that you're going to do that. If you like, without using names or anything, do you have any stories, impactful stories, how this system has, I guess, impacted people that you have the opportunity to work with? Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I'm so grateful and blessed to be able to help guide people through situations of Opportunity and challenges. I mean, I'm going into my 14th year, right, coming up in January since I got licensed. So over all those years, we've had people who, you know, most recently, I guess the COVID era, you know, had one particular client who got set up, a professional dentist, and um, really excited, putting a lot of money into these policies corporately. All of a sudden, the lockdowns happened during COVID, wasn't sure what to do you know, mentally having some challenges around what's going to happen now to my practice. I've got bills to pay. And the first thing, person you reached out to was me, right? Stephen, do you have solutions? Yes, I have solutions. This is why you set this up. It's a bunker for scary times. You know, that's what it's been designed for. This is why we have it for you. And he was so excited and so incredibly grateful that he had this opportunity to be able to you know, pause his premiums. We have provisions to make sure the premiums are being paid while he was going through what he was going through, obviously, um, to be able to also have money available to pay expenses and then come out ahead so much more than his peers. I mean, this is, this is his, from his testimonial, he did a video for us. So that was an incredible story. You know, we've had people who've been able to help family members you know, buy their first homes to have uh, a 15 year old understand this system because she needs to buy a tarp for her sailboat. She's 
becoming an incredibly gifted sailor. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, just little things like that to, you know, having my own son understand the system at 19 and be able to use, utilize it for things that he's done. Uh, upcoming university starting up in September to traveling to purchasing things, incredible opportunities for people. Uh, yeah. You know, this, spend a whole day just going through the list of what people have been able to do with these policies. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's just an amazing thing that, you know, money's there. It's just that now you've got an incredible system to know that that money isn't going to grow, isn't going to stop growing for you. And like you said earlier, if you have to pause the payments, you can do that. This is especially so impactful for business owners, right? Yeah. And if you're going to be flowing money into investments, whether it's retirement investment or short-term investments, you might as well flow it through something that you're going to gain interest on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts. I, I talked with Sean a bit about this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of outline what I understand because I've been having people reach out to me asking me and I'm saying, I'm just a user of the system. I can't actually facilitate this, but I can use say what I, I understand about it and how I understand. So you, Infinite banking system is basically a whole life policy that is set up in a way that your premium is month to month or annually coming out of your bank account, you're paying it. And then you overfund it with a rider, a term rider, correct? Yeah, we sometimes. um, So the idea is exactly right. It's a dividend paying whole life insurance contract. We use a mutual company. That means that mutuality means that we are the owners of the insurance company, which is powerful. It's like, hey, would you just like to own the building or would you like to own the land too? Right. I think we'd like to have both, right? Yeah. yeah. It has to be participating. Participating means participating in profits or dividends, they're called. So it's called also known as PAR. PAR is participating. And what we do is we put a rider in to overfund it. The rider buys more paid up coverage. So does the dividend. Adding a term rider on there, which we can actually opens up the room, the tax exempt room that we have in Canada to allow for even more money to go in. So this allows you to actually turbocharge it even more when there's more opportunities and you have more cash flow from Personally, maybe you're paying yourself more or you got a raise from your employer or corporately where you have more surplus available, had a great year end, lots of net income available. So we have lots of availability to grow this. And at times you max out like I've done and you open up more policies. Mm. So if you have more income and there's a need to add more plans or add more to your portfolio of whole life policies, then you just aptly open up more. It could be on yourself or a spouse or a business partner or your children or great-grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren. So, yeah, I mean, you want to make sure that a, it's structured correctly and it's, it's designed to turbocharge, uh, turbocharge for growth and it's with the right company and you have the right advisor who obviously is living and breathing this and has utilized it and has taken loans out and has, all, has loans out like I do. I always constantly are flowing our money out to grow our wealth to do opportunities, to enjoy life with my family. But we're also always paying back in too, every single month, clockwork. No matter how large my loans are or small, we're always being an honest banker like we learned from Nelson, don't steal the peas. Those of you who haven't read Become Your Own Banker, the the grocery store analogy is a fun chapter to read because you'll learn about how to be an honest banker, right? So paying your loans back is critical out of the biggest message you could do with this system and where it was definitely not optimized for your ultimate growth is to not pay your loans back. It's going to be a negative in the long run. I'm not saying always sometimes life happens or there's a specific strategy you're putting in place and you're waiting for certain things to come in to pay off a loan, which is fine, but I'm just saying you have to have that on the radar. So then that's how you pay into it. That's how you structure it. Then the utility of this is, let's say, let's say someone had $100,000 in their policy and mm-hmm. 
well, let's say it's cash value, right? Because that's, you can borrow 90% of the cash value. Yeah. So they have 90 grand. Yeah. So they have 90 grand. They want a down payment of 60 grand. So they take this 60 grand out of their policy, or mm-hmm. I should say, not out of the policy. They're borrowing against their policy with the insurance company's money. So if they yeah. t- of this ninety thousand, they're taking sixty thousand. That whole ninety thousand chunk is still earning interest in their policy, correct? Yeah, if the cash value was even hundred grand or whatever the cash value is, like you said, ninety percent exactly. You're getting uninterrupted growth, whatever that cash value is. Insurance company is leaning that loan against that death benefit, your human life value. Right. So they're they're protected, and then. If you don't pay a dime of that loan back in a year, for example, you still have a hundred percent dividend as if nothing changed. Right. When you pay that 60 grand back into the policy, whether it took you five years, 10 years, two years, doesn't matter. Policy is completely restored as if nothing ever changed. That means you're continually getting that compounding and that dividend and that growth, that internal growth, which is so amazing that my policy is completely restored. I don't have to go and try to, resave again to get up to that 60 and then tank my savings again if i'm using the traditional way yeah of using a savings account that you're just not going to get ahead with that's just the way the math works obviously so instead leverage this system out you know kind of similar to real estate too like we use that real estate analogy Mm -hmm. that home equity line idea you know that home value is still there it may even go up in value you know, the, the bank is using that home as collateral, right? As you know, right. Well, we're just using the life value of the policy as collateral. Right. Yeah. And only, yeah. So then the numbers, cause I was asking Sean about this too, numbers wise interest. What is the dividend on average year to year? I guess over the past three years, let's say. And then what is the interest you're gaining on your money? It's a great question. I think a lot of people get a little bit confused on this question. Why? Because we've got a lot of moving pieces here. This is not a straight investment. You've got a mortality cost, insurance cost too involved here, right? So part of your premium is paying for that coverage. If your death benefit is a million dollars, part of that, say it's a $20,000 a year premium, maybe, for example, part of that 20 is paying for that that coverage, the benefit of having that asset. Right. Same as paying your mortgage. Part of that mortgage payment is interest, right? That the bank's going to collect and keep for the benefit of you having this house, this mortgage. Right. So we have to look at the actual internal rates of return on the policy. Now, every policy is different. The dividend scale currently, dividend scale we're so excited to announce just went up from 6.05 to 6.25%, which is amazing, mm-hmm. effective July 1st to July 1st of 2024. So uh, an insurance awesome. company, yeah. So yeah, so we just had that announcement on May 24th. So that's incredible. And the policy itself, you know, it depends. If you're looking at first year, at the end of the day is that part of that money is paying for that coverage. Right. So you haven't broken even yet because part of that money paid for the coverage. But your internal rate of return may be three or four or five or eight percent, depending on the dividend you're getting that year. Which we can show you easily when you see an illustration and we can actually show you the science and math. And we'll say, okay, I'm putting X amount of money into the Steven. What am I getting out of it? And then we'll be able to see those numbers. Right. I would say historically and looking at a hundred year history. Dividend scale is around seven and a half percent in the hundred year history on average. Um, if you want to kind of look at an overall benchmark overall, we don't overpromise. It isn't always about rate of return. Right. It's about what are you doing with your money? And if we understand the life cycle of money, you know, there's an accumulation phase where we're building up and going up the mountain, the Everest. And then there's what's called a preservation stage, and that's just before retirement and a little bit after retirement, of course. And then there's distribution, which is pulling money out for your lifetime income, whether you live to 120 or whatever. That's the three sections of that cycle. 
And the problem is a lot of people build up this accumulation to get up to the top of Everest, but we know that 67% of the fatalities on Everest are on the descent. Mm. Why is that? Because they haven't prepared enough, right? There's a lot of training, a lot of things that are factoring on coming down the mountain. Right. And we'll use that analogy on distribution of money. Whereas if you're entirely focused on your retirement in the markets and the markets don't work out the way you want because you're focusing on sequence of returns, you'll end up running out of money. It's just the reality of the math. So what we do and what our goal is, is to ensure our clients never run out of money. Right. Because longevity is a killer to retirement plans. Long-term care is well as well. And having all your eggs in a volatile market like the markets is definitely a recipe for something that won't be as successful if you're going to live long. So not saying not have it in that section at all. Some of it, sure. But you need a lot of it in that distribution phase to be guaranteed income where you know there's always a check coming in. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it creates that security, like you said. And I, yeah. I don't remember where I heard this, but I was talking about the idea of retirement. Mm-hmm. And for me, like we went through some pretty hard years during the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, and it set us back probably five plus years. Yeah. Where, quote unquote, I'm putting my fingers up for those who are just listening, where I think we should be. I mean, I'm not really in control where we should be, but um, it's all a mystery going forward, story looking back. But I this idea that you are meant to be valuable, have purpose every day you're here on earth. And this idea that once I reach 65 or whatever else, I'm going to stop utilizing or stop adding value. And I think that's where a lot of people start to digress, right? They, or they start to get sick because that's part of the fit five investing system is mental, physical, spiritual, relational, professional, or professional slash purpose. This is part of health and wellness. And we need to make sure that we have this mindset. That doesn't mean you have to work nine to five until whatever. But if I can start investing in my human life value, what, how I've been designed, how I can add value to the world by doing podcasts, by doing mentoring, by creating businesses, I don't ever want to retire from that. And that's exciting to me. And to worry less about an hour equals a paycheck and say, how can I add value and how can I continue to add value? And that, that makes these times of scarcity, especially if you're a gym owner, less scary, right? Because I've learned so much over those three years when I'm down in that valley that it's going to help me when I have yeah. more opportunities going forward, right? Mentally. Yeah. No, well said. I mean, that, that idea of just ending things is not that healthy, I think, in my view, my opinion. Um, you know, talking to people that are mentors who are in their 80s still working, right? Even Nelson, yeah. you know, right up to 82, right? So, um, I believe in that. It's about, yeah, like you said, having that purpose and having something that you're going to enjoy doing just because all of a sudden you're 82 and you still have friends and you have health, you know, and you have purpose is sudden, sudden you're just going to pass on. No, that's Dan Sullivan's lifetime expander with strategic coach that I've taken. Right. You think about what age, would you expand to, you know, my age, it comes into my head that exercise was 120 years old, right? So it's not out of the question. You want to strive and keep that health, keep that learning opportunity going and serving others. That's why I do what I do because I want to continue providing, you know, purpose for people, help them with their goals around money, help them to understand their key situation around, you know, retirement planning, for example, and I'm big into legacy planning, you know, helping the world be a better place, helping the families generate wealth, not just one generation, but two, three, four, five generations, right? Right. Like the Rockefellers, you know, the Rockefellers put a tremendous amount of money into whole life, right? Because it's a vehicle that's going to continue to build wealth for the other generations. <laughs> and, and not about entitlement, but about direction and purpose, you know, and giving opportunity, right? Throughout the 
the family, which is, I love that idea. And it's a lot about responsibility too, is you're, you're not even only creating the system for people, but you're coaching them through how to be responsible of their own finances and be in control of that. And I think that can be scary for people is thinking, hey, I'd rather just put it into this investment or let someone handle this my whole, right? So I, I think you should have diversification, have in different areas, yeah. but putting all my money and not trying to understand it anymore and not trying to leverage it with that's in alignment with our core values and mm-hmm. mission and vision. Cause if you really think about it, then what's, what's the purpose of it? Are we just trying to store up X amount of money for <laughs> 65? And then what if you don't make it to 65? Yeah, well said. You don't know. Life is short too. And, you know, you just want to live your life to the fullest and have this money there for you and be proud that you're saving, you know, get to the point where, Hey, I've got this incredible opportunity now to do some passive income from this system, you know, do some other unique things. I mean, we've had a series of policies that we've developed over the time we've been doing this, you know, for certain things in life. The first stage of the policies were helping us get out of the debt, you know, and then you get to a point where that's all gone. So there's a lot more capital now to do other things, renovate the basement suite, you know, to buy some luxury items, to be able to travel, to buy some real estate, those types of things all come into play. Like you said earlier, it does take patience, but the rewards are huge, right? If you can stay committed with someone behind you to help you and guide you and, you know, give you tough love now and then. We're really big on our service level and making sure that you're getting in to do your reviews. Right. You know, quarterly, six month review, annual. Most people are quarterly to six months um, because they like changes, right? You know, I I think you and I are on probably quarterly in terms of how much time we talk to get together yeah. about stuff, right? So that's an important part of the coaching around having these policies set up. Yeah, you can leave them and just set them aside, but it's good to get engaged and start using them pretty quickly. Right. You know, like you guys have done, which is so incredible, right? For things that you've accomplished already. Four years coming up here. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And it's definitely been far from ideal. But Jaleesa and I, we were able to, Mm -hmm. not just through our policies, like we had help as well, but get an investment property in Canmore, Alberta, bought and sold that. And then we were able to invest into another property with another couple in nelson british columbia big lodge which that's not all because of the infant banking system we would use aspects of that but the even if you just don't even look at the money part of it and utilizing it it's an exercise of creativity Mm -hmm. and saying how do i get creative so that i can invest in these things that align with who we are right and I, I, I truly believe that if you if you have a story, like if you like if you've gone through a struggle and you've been entrusted with that story, with that struggle, yeah. and then unique skills or giftings or what I call geniuses, mm-hmm. share that with people and they'll just keep providing value, keep providing value and that value will return. Um, maybe not always financially, but you'll feel You'll sleep better at night and you'll actually enjoy what you're doing. So you don't need more money to feel happy and content. You're happy and content because you're doing what is in alignment with who you've been designed to be. Yeah, that's awesome. Well if, said. If yeah. um, I'm curious about this question. So when you borrow against your policy, yeah, you pay interest back to the insurance company what happens with that interest yeah so if you can imagine that all of these canadians have all these policies and we're all together like a big family and we put all our money into what's one bucket right and that bucket is 1.4 billion currently and that bucket is protecting the lives of all these individuals in canada right Now, that money is all of ours. We've all put our money into this pool, right? And they're going to then, the insurance company, we allow them to obviously do their best work, which is manage this pool of money in a strategic way to be nimble, to find the best ways to create yields and to produce 
those outcomes later for these policies. Uh, so you can imagine that all this money is going to go out into certain places. One place that goes is to us through policy loans. Now, when you pay interest, they want to earn a yield on that because, remember, they have objectives, right? right. They have objectives to contractually grow the cash values in your contract by a certain level. They're not guaranteeing dividends, but obviously they, it's their goal to get dividends too. So the interest we pay actually helps the health of this pool, the yield that we get. So the interest you're paying is actually contributing to our profits or dividends. And I prefer, philosophically speaking, to enrich myself and a company that I have ownership in than the bank right? or a credit card company. I don't own them or another company. I'm not wanting to enrich them. I want to enrich myself. And in effect, I am doing that by paying interest on my policy loans because I'm helping the overall health of this incredible pool of money that's protecting all these individuals in Canada. So that's kind of how that interest works. Uh, it's simple interest as well. You can affect that volume of interest with your payment, just like any line of credit. So uh, you can reduce the rate you're paying and you can not pay interest later as well and have that come off the life coverage later on passing. Right. So there's lots of flexible options with this. Um, end of the day, yeah, uh, I don't, I, I mean, the interest really is not an issue with me. It's just, hey, I got to pay it to somebody. It's opportunity cost, right? Yep. I can either take from someone else and pay them the money or uh, liquidate my savings and not grow on that money anymore. So, yeah. Uh, but we have a way of showing you, hey, Stephen, I'm going to take this 50K out to do something. Uh, I want you to run an amortization schedule for me. I want to pay it off in 48 months. I'll work out the payment for you. I'll show you the interest and I'll show you how much growth you got on okay. the policy by uninterrupting that growth. Right. Way, way more than the interest you paid. Right. <laughs> and even if you just have your money sitting in a bank account, right. that you're you're losing a lot on inflation, right? So yeah. having in this policy first and then pushing it through there. What would you say mm -hmm. is the biggest benefit? I mean, this is I mean I, I hesitate <laughs> to say the one biggest benefit or because I've mentioned three things that people are scared of before investing. What are one to two to three things that are of the biggest benefit to people for utilizing an infinite banking system? Uh, well, for me personally, I think one of the biggest benefits comes to my, my mind is peace of mind. It's just having that freedom to know that I'm comfortable and happy knowing my money is safe and secure because those are my values. So that was one huge benefit to us. Number two was opportunity to know that we actually forged ahead, committed to save, didn't interrupt the saving. And now all these incredible opportunities have come to us that we've been able to capitalize on and make happen. Number two is that opportunity uh, only happened because we had the capital. As I said, capital attracts opportunity, which is something we also have learned through Nelson. And I think number three is just having the ability to have tax efficiency with our money, to be able to keep more of it in our pockets, to create that legacy planning and that estate planning, and to teach the younger generation how they can do the same, to keep this perpetually growing wealth curve continuing going up is huge, is a huge benefit to us. Mm. Um, I mean, there's so many benefits, right? We could all be sitting in a boardroom having a focus group on designing the perfect and the financial vehicle and we'd start throwing all these attributes up and we'd start throwing up guarantees and security and creditor protection and opportunity to leverage it's like amazing and then you think whoa this is whole life Are you kidding me gee that's everyone says it's a terrible place to put money <laughs> right like, i go my goodness i have a testimonial letter from jimmy pattison the third largest billionaire in canada i mean he did it in 1957 to start his first car dealership walt disney used it to get land in Florida for Disney World. Ray Kroc used it to cover his key salary of his key employees in the early years of McDonald's. You know, the list goes on and on. So, you know, if the wealthy are doing this, right, and always have for a long time, why aren't we just, like, learning and getting on this? Like, wow, why can't we do this? So it's my mission and goal, purpose, is to teach as many Canadians how they can incorporate this incredible strategy in their life.
and create their own personal legacy and personal economy. Um, yeah, I think everybody should have it. I don't think everybody is able to do this just philosophically and how you approach money and life. Right. right. So, you know, you definitely want to have someone in your, in your ball court to help you and guide you and help you with your behavior around money, your goals around money, making sure that whatever we're putting in is definitely going to be sustainable for the future mm-hmm. and keep you adding more and more and more. Don't be afraid of premium. The more money you put in, the better, as long as you can afford it, you add more policies. You have children. If you have children or you have a business partner, you get more policies uh, and get them when you can, because there's a lot of people that can't get this because of health. And you right. talked about health earlier. Health is number one. You've got to take care of yourself, right? In all aspects of your life. Yeah. Uh, and get this when you can, because the health thing does come into play. The financials come into play too, but definitely you need the health to get this. So you mentioned that people have this reaction, like why haven't I heard about this before? Or they have this reaction of saying, don't ever do this. Or someone has said that. Why do you think that is? I just think because whole life in its past hasn't had the best track record. I mean, in terms of some of the older policies, um, some of them haven't been designed or utilized this way. There has definitely been whole life that doesn't pay dividends, more just for just death benefit or funeral protection coverage. So maybe that is. Uh, They haven't been designed right, so they don't look really well in terms of their outputs or their rates, those types of things. Maybe is another reason. People aren't really that crazy about it. Um, people also like to get higher returns, five or six or seven percent may not be great. They don't like that. They want this 12 to 18 percent type stuff, right? So maybe that deters people also from looking at something that is more secure, kind of the turtle in the hair race where the turtle is slow but ends up winning later, right? Because it's right. slow and consistent. They want something a little more exciting, maybe perhaps also deters people. And also some people, frankly, don't care about life insurance and say, hey, right. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. I don't care. Those types of people, this wouldn't be a good fit for them, right? Right. So. And I think when you mentioned that 5 or 6 or 8%, if they want to get 12 or 18%, that's kind of the epiphany I had is it's not a comparison thing. It's right. You can still take this money and utilize it in yeah. real estate or even lending it out yeah. to yeah. other people. Yeah. help them do some investments themselves. Short-term leading, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You've got the capital and you're providing a need. They're willing to pay you for sure. And you dictate that. The cool thing about this, Matt, is you get to play the banker table. In Roman times, there was four chairs at the banker table and you get to be the bank owner because you own part of the insurance company. So you need a bank owner for a bank to set up a bank. You need people to run it. So you need your loans officer. And you need to get people into the bank, obviously savers. Right. So you also get to be the saver. And then you need someone who's going to borrow out too. So you get to play the four hats, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That you're the four banker table idea and you get to learn how to run all, all of those. It's controlling your banking functions ultimately, right? Um, and I'm, you know, excited about this just as much as when I first learned about it in 2008. So it's always learning and growing. It's about being the best you can be, uh, attracting clients that we love talking like with you and all other clients. We love talking about this and answering questions and finding out what people have learned about this and what their interpretation of it and their language too, right? So uh, not just mine, right? So, and out of curiosity, is there any kind of group call you ever do or mastermind group that people just talk about this system? Oh, it's a definitely a great idea. We do have conferences and client appreciation events. We just did a road show that we did across Canada. That was so exciting that we'll definitely continue to do that. But uh, yeah, it's a good idea to create a community. Certainly something I can bring up with our, I think we have already to our marketing team to have that kind of community within a MacDev, right? To have that, like you said, that sounding board and people to kind of just brainstorm together. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great idea for sure. Something that we could definitely look at doing. Um, in the meantime, you know, watch for us at client events. That's a great opportunity for people to see each other face to face and say, Hey, wow, there's other people doing the same system in my community. 
and yeah. they started to create a community of their own, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in, in the cities, we're right across Canada, right? Right from Newfoundland all the way to Victoria. So those listening in, I can definitely help you, and you know, throughout Canada, wherever you may be. Um, and then obviously with Sean down in the U.S., we've got that awesome partnership. Yeah, awesome. Too, yeah. Right? so good. Um, yeah. My last question is, yeah, what are the tax benefits of a policy? Well, that could be a whole nother podcast. Deal. Well, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look again. Well, yeah, it's a great question because we all think about tax and uh, figuring out ways of being uh, able to work within the system creatively, right? Whole life is in the tax code. It's not something we invented. It's been around a long time in terms of the rules and regulations and how efficient this can be. So the cool thing about whole life is it's tax advantage growth. So you're not getting that tax, uh, capital gains tax inside the policy, similar to a TFSA, for example. Right. Other examples of this is the death benefit. You can't overestimate the power of this. This is a completely 100% tax-free. Two, A, corporation if it's corporate-owned. B, personally, if it's personally owned. It avoids probate. It goes directly to a named beneficiary. It's just huge. So that's another key benefit of this. Also, tax-free income, the way it's properly structured, that's another huge benefit too, is creating more tax-free buckets instead of all this other taxable stuff, right? So right, it also right. provides ability for having that tax-free bucket too, which is amazing. And we've got some credible strategies also to use it uh, in a corporation and a, a tax-preferred way too that we can definitely go into in, in other podcasts for sure. Yeah. So that's a great question too, kind of the to kind of summarize things that this is an amazing financial tool for tax efficiency as well. Mm -hmm. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for being on here today. Um, everyone wants to reach out to Stephen and ask more questions, see if they can implement this in their own life. If you're from Canada, um, I'll put his information in the show notes. You can always reach out to me and I'll connect you. I'm, I'm do that quite often with people who can uh, <laughs> yeah. take advantage of his system. Yeah. And uh, Thanks, yeah, you bet. Thanks for coming, Stephen. We'll uh, chat again.